Welcome back to the Sportsish Podcast, a place for those of us who like sports ish. We're making sports fun, cute, and digestible, unlike your boyfriend's sports news. My name is Lily, and I am not joined by my husband and co host Ashton today. I kicked him off for today because we have a very special episode. As many of you, hopefully all of you know, Taylor Swift starts her Eras Tour this week. And if that doesn't bring excitement to your soul, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not the episode for you. We are going full-blown Taylor Swift. So, you know, Ashton, he knows how to talk sports, but uh, he doesn't know as well how to talk Taylor Swift. I brought on someone who does. She is one of my best friends in the world. She's my Swifty bestie. Her name is Allie. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Biggest compliment of my life to be on this gorgeous episode. I can't even tell you how big my head was when you asked me. I'm so excited to be here and hopefully I don't totally blow it. <laughs> uh, you'll be amazing because you are, to me, the definition of sportsish. Allie, you're a sports fan, but you also love the pop culture side. We've talked about this for years, actually. Yes, it's true. I think you were one of the first people that I talked with about sportsish when it was just a mere idea in my head. It was actually like January of 2020. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I thought it was the coolest idea. And yeah, I would agree with you. I would say that I am your target demographic. <laughs> I actually, um, I remember when you told me about it, I told you a, a personal story of mine, which was, you know, I work in the media, I work in publicity and um, I love this outlet called Pop Sugar. And they were looking for contributors um, like pre-COVID. And I was like, I should pitch myself and I should do like a sports column for girls. Yes. And talk about, you know, like the cute picture that like your boyfriend is talking about or, you know, your sporting coworker can't get enough of. And yeah, I'm so glad that you're like bringing this content to people because I think it's such a, a fun space to fill. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm biased because I like it. <laughs> uh, you're the best. Well, you are, you are sportsish. Let's find out a little bit more about you. Your name is Allie. Tell us yes. where you're from and where you are now and what you do. Yes. So yeah, I'm Allie. What up? And I'm <laughs> from a little town in Northern Utah. Uh, Logan. It is where the Utah State Aggies hail from. Boo. Um, boo. Yeah. I can't say that I'm an Aggies fan. Sorry. No. Um, but I also like to tell people if they've ever read um, Educated. Okay. Yes. Yep, that's yep. where I'm from. And people, their eyes usually get really big and they think differently of me. Differently. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them that, but I think it's kind of funny. It's a wild story. It is a wild story. <laughs> Clifton, Idaho. Very close to Logan, Utah. Anyways, that's where I'm from. Um, I now live in Connecticut and I love it. I spent the last seven or so years of my life in New York City, um, which were absolutely incredible years. I had so many um, amazing opportunities there professionally and you know, socially, I, I've just made the most amazing friends, including Lily. Um, and I work in publicity. Like I said, I, um, have worked for a PR firm for a really long time for multiple PR firms. And I just recently went in house and I actually work in, um, the restaurant space. So cool. And I love it. It's really fun. And we do sometimes work with celebrities and with athletes and it's a great job. You are one of my biggest inspirations because not only do you kill it in your career, but you're a mom. You're a mom to two. Yes. Tell us about them. Yes. I have two little girls and um, they are really similar in age to, to Lily's kids, which is so fun. Um, I have Sophie, who's three, and then Grace, who is almost one. And I have to give a shout out to Lily because when I had Grace, um, my parents weren't here, right? I live pretty far yeah. away. All my family's in Utah. 
And um, I went into labor pretty early and I asked Lily to come and help me. And Lily packed up her little toddler, George, and you were very early on in your pregnancy. You were probably still really sick because I know you were sick. <laughs> and she got on the train and she slept out to my house, which was in boxes. And you called up your family and you guys unpacked my entire house. And I think about that all the time and it like makes me want to cry. And anyways, you guys are in good hands with Lily. She's such a good friend and she's incredibly loyal and she always has people's backs. And I know that she would do that for her listeners too. So thank you to Lily. So nice. That was, I mean, one of the best days ever to get the call that you were <laughs> in labor and it, it all happened real quick oh, yes. for you. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to have my baby on the merit. If you guys ever want to talk about unmedicated oh. births on a highway. Allie did an unmedicated almost, birth. Well, so did you, but I didn't Yeah, mine was a choice. You, I did not have a choice. Yours was fast and furious. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so that's your family, but you do have another member of your family. I do have another member of my family. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. I'm only talking about my husband. <laughs> so, yes, I do have, yeah, I have Christopher, and he is so fun. I'm obsessed with him, um, and he is a big sports guy. He's a, like, he defines sports guy in my eyes. He, I don't think I've ever met anyone more like, plugged in. Yes. You know, he's just like a wicked smart guy. Right. Um, and he absorbs a lot of information and he loves sports. He's an amazing athlete. Um, which I think, you know, contributes to that. He did not play college sports like Ashton did. So I can't like, he could have though. Too much credit. He, he probably, told me he, his football, yeah. he almost signed with football. He almost did. Yeah. But he would have gone anyways, whatever. He's, he's a very good athlete and yeah, he knows a lot about sports and you know, I like, I like sports a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't like all sports. Um, some things will never make sense to me, but <laughs> sports were always like a fun part of my parents' relationship. Okay. Um, and I really love that about them. Like they were really close friends and that was something that, um, I say this, like they're gone. My parents are still alive and still have this relationship. Um, <laughs> sorry, mom and dad, what up? Um, they, anyway, they talk about sports and I thought that was really sweet. And now that's become like an important part of my relationship with Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something special that bonds a couple like sitting down and watching a sports game one night and yep. watching a movie maybe yes. even a chick flick yep. the next night because 100%. you kind of take interest in each other's interests yes. yes and that's how i felt with ashton is maybe he knows sports more than me maybe he's more interested in sports than me but watching a game with him can be really fun mm -hmm. especially yeah. when we have different reasons why we're watching. Yes. Yes. Uh, -huh. uh, and, but Christopher is plugged in. <laughs> I've traveled, we traveled twice with you guys <laughs> to Vermont and to Disney world. Uh -huh. Um, we're Allie and I are both Disney people. Yes. Sorry Disney adults. I think mean, kind of, we, we don't we're take not, it to the extreme. <laughs> we're not that crazy though. Like I see some people and I'm like, all right. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel that bad. We're, we are, we are classy Disney adults. <laughs> we do it in the classy way. <laughs> We're oh not gosh. like crying when we see the castle, but we, <laughs> Allie's <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we're not crying on it's a small world, but we are, we are going yes, and loving yes. and eating our Dole Whip and maybe wearing Minnie Mouse ears. Maybe, maybe. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So we're Disney adults, but anyways, <laughs> sidetracked Christopher on both of those trips, like, <laughs> and he, no, I think it's impressive. <sighs> Because it's like a hobby. He's plugged in. Like he watches on his phone. Yeah. All the games. And yep. he's all the sports. All the sports. Yeah. He really doesn't discriminate. Yep. Um, well, he kind of does. What's yeah. his like number one? I've asked him and I, 
I think he would say the NBA. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Which kind of stuns me. Like, he's a huge baseball guy. Yeah. He's a huge NFL guy. Like, it's really hard. Because he has his teams. He has his teams. He's he the, a Giants golf. baseball fan. Yeah, he loves the Giants. He's a big Packers guy. And then he loves the Jazz. Oh, Utah Jazz fan. Yep, he's a Jazz fan. Okay, a lot of our listeners are Utah Jazz fans. Yes. Go yes. Jazz. So, you know, if you guys want a good follow, feel free to follow my husband. I don't know. No, <laughs> but he's a big Jazz fan. Um, and then he obviously loves golf. Okay. And then um, I love watching tennis, so that's something that we've kind of gotten into together. Okay. Um, but, he, man, he knows everything. Skiing. He follows a lot of, like, freestyle skiers. And he's a, he's a good skier. He's an incredible skier. Um, yeah, he's a good golfer, too. Not he, a, he's better, probably a better skier, but he's he's good at it all. I've even seen him play softball, and he's pretty good at playing <laughs> softball. Like, oh god, he's an athlete. Yeah. Um. So you have a crush on Christopher? I do. But we can talk about other people. You like? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Crush. Okay. Uh, is there are there any athletes that uh, spark your interest that you really want to watch their sport because you Ooh. find them attractive? Because they're cuties. Gosh, I thought you were going to go way deeper than that. And I was no, like, no. oh my gosh, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I was thinking about this. You know, I, I think 16 year old Allie would be like, what are you doing? But I love Sean White so much. <laughs> I have this deep obsession with Sean White and it's embarrassing. And I know that he has a girlfriend and you know, no. I'm married and I have two children, but, um, shoot your shot, Allie. <laughs> Sean, the baby. No, um, I think he's so cute. And when he, you know, had his final run at the Olympics um, oh. last year and he was doing it all live on NBC, I was crying. So was he. This was like, that was like the sweetest thing I think I've ever seen on TV. It was really sweet. It was so tender. And I love his relationship with Nina Dobrev. I think he's like the cutest so boyfriend. Cute. Yes. And he just seems so sincere and he loves his family. And... I think his connection with the sport is so sincere and just every interview that he has, he seems like he really means what he says. Like, I don't think yeah. any ounce of Sean White is doing this for like, I don't know, the wrong reason. I guess you could say totally. so, so many like successful athletes that are at the top of their game are incredibly obnoxious and like, arrogant. A- arrogant. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Let's, let's take like LeBron James, for example, probably LeBron. one of the best basketball players ever. He I knows remember, it. Yeah. And he knows it. Um, I would never just like sit and watch all of LeBron James's interviews. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> why would you do that? I mean, maybe if you're like, you're an athlete and you're trying to like pick up on, no, I don't know. Still no. He doesn't have that like aura, right? Like Sean, mm. Sean White is like a media darling. And mm. I guess I'm just susceptible to that. Yeah. I love, love that. He is darling and he hasn't always been darling. No. And that's why I said 16, 16 year old <laughs> Ali would be like, what? Because he used to look like Carrot Top. Like his hair <laughs> yeah. was ridiculous. We did a lot of glow up posts Major glow up. last year when he was in the Olympics. I mean, he went from like teenage punk band redhead to babe. Total babe. So I'm a Sean White fan. I love that he's your athlete crush because it's kind of unexpected. I asked someone who their athlete crush was yesterday. And they said Jimmy Garoppolo, and I was like, I mean, he's cute. He's so cute. We'll talk about him. Love him. But like, come on, everyone loves Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I almost said Jimmy Garoppolo, and then I was like, I couldn't tell you one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo has ever said. So like, he's I cute, love that. It's more than you know, it's more than the look. I have a deep connection. With Sean <laughs> <laughs> I like really believe you. Actually, <laughs> oh my gosh, you are really 
convincing me that maybe you and Sean White could have something here. Oh gosh. Sorry, Christopher. Uh, no, seems We love, love you. you. Love you, babe. Okay. So we're going to talk about why you're here. Yeah. You are here because Taylor Swift is our goddess, our idol. She is our inspiration. Icon. She is the moment. Where, how does that go? That's Taylor. <laughs> yes, that is Taylor for us. We've, ever since I've known you, you've been a huge Taylor Swift fan. I personally have been a Taylor Swift fan since I was 13. I was thinking back today, I went on a run and I listened to all Taylor as I do. I have a playlist that is all Taylor, but supposed to like run to. Mm. It's like a Taylor hype. Love that. And I was listening to her music today and it dawned on me that I feel like I've had just so many chapters in my life, you know, high school and college and like dating Ashton, marrying Ashton, like young mom. Here I am, you know, two kids kind of pretty established in life. But her music has this ability to instantly take me back to that chapter where I listened to her music, even going as far as 15, you know, the yes. song 15, yes. oh my gosh. I listened to it and I'm like, I am 15. I am in high school. I have braces. I am so insecure, but it's okay because Taylor Swift knows what it's like to be 15. So true. She just really speaks to the soul. And like every new song that came on on my run today, I was like, uh, yep, this reminds me of the guy I dated senior year. And like this brought me through one of the worst breakups of my life. And this one was when my roommates and I were all single and we like didn't care about boys. And you know, she just has that ability and a lot of people hate her, but we love her. We love her. And a lot of people love her. Um, as we know with her tour being completely sold out, Yes. but we feel really lucky because we both got tickets. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You guys aren't going, but we are. We are. (laughs) Sorry about it. I actually didn't get tickets. My friend scored them for me. I wasn't invited to like the whatever it was, like the pre-sale. Oh, Lily. I clearly am not oh. dedicated. <laughs> but we got, I got tickets and I am going on Friday and you're going. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm not going until May. May. Yeah, I'm going to Boston. Lily is going to her first show, you guys. First show. I'm a diehard. Oh. And guess what? I'm absolutely dressing up. What are you, you going to wear? I'm red. Okay, love that. I have the red album and I'm wearing the ringmaster. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> this is the Disney adult coming out on you right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not kidding. Wait, you're going to look awesome. I shouldn't laugh. No, 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 no. I'm surprised. I'm like, am I doing this? Am I doing this? <laughs> Ashton is sitting here also in surprise. I haven't told him. This. Okay. I have a few like points on white, but we don't need to get into it. <laughs> but I did. My friends are like, what are you wearing? I was like, oh, I'm going to be red. Should I do the ringmaster costume? And they're like, ha yes, lol. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then two oh days gosh. ago, someone texted and was like, okay, so what is everyone actually wearing? Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding. And I was like, oh, I wasn't kidding. <laughs> it's actually being delivered tomorrow. So, oh um, yep, that's what I'm doing. And You're going to look really awesome. Excited. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. Red is my favorite Taylor uh, album of all Red. time. What is yours? Oh, gosh. Um, I I have always said Red, but I feel like even in the past like year of my life, Reputation is just like mm. full of bangers. Like People hated that album, and I think we're so mad at Taylor yeah. at that time. And 
that album has aged like fine wine. Oh yeah. It is. I'm like an, I am a fan of Taylor when she's sad and mad Mm. and that is reputation. I know, which is why like recently she hasn't been sad or mad. Yeah. Like, I mean, midnights was money because she revisited so many, you know, uh, past eras of her life. I right. Um, and so you got to touch on all these feelings and she had some knockouts in the sad and mad department, i.e. karma. Karma's incredible. Karma's an incredible song. Vigilante shiz. Shiz. We'll say. <laughs> Editing for my father. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Jackets. And then, um, shoulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Amazing, amazing, incredible song. This is a, a bonus track. If you guys haven't listened to the 3am edition of Midnight's, um, the song is supposedly about John Mayer. I hate and, that man. Ugh, I have mixed feelings about John, but don't love the relationship that he and Taylor had. Yep. And anyway, the song is incredible. I'm such a Taylor stan that like anyone that yeah. did her wrong, I get that. I it's burned in my soul. Like, oh, that. Jake Gyllenhaal, I hate you. I hate you, John Mayer. <laughs> goodbye. Who else? I, I, you know what? Actually, I still love you, Harry Styles. <laughs> See, I have like I have totally neutral feelings for Harry Styles. Hot take. Probably Tell me. get some feedback on that. I just like, I think his music is very forgettable. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. But I don't like him for his music. music. I don't like him for his music. He Keep did. in mind. I did. Harry Styles is one of the people that I've seen on the streets of New York. Okay. Okay. That's cute. Personal and connection. he, and it stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. Like he was that attractive <laughs> and he was way taller than I gave him credit for. Okay. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> I think, well, anyway, to close the loop on the conversation, <laughs> I think that John Mayer has incredible music and yes. he's like a very sentimental artist for me. Yep. Um, I think Room for Squares is one of the best albums ever made. Mm. Um, and so it's just hard for me to totally write John off, but I think that I wouldn't date him. I think he's a bit of a womanizer. I think you can be good and bad. I think you're yeah. so right. I would not date him. Mm. I will jam to slow dancing in a burning oh, room. Yes. That's, that puts me in my feels. It's a good song. All right, so you're like, you guys are listening. You're like, why sports-ish? Why are you talking about Taylor Swift? Well, we are going to bring sports into this. We're going to start by talking about athletes who are Taylor Swift fans, because there's actually a few, and I love it so much. Uh, our girl Serena, who was voted as the number two fan favorite uh, female athlete. So Mia Hamm was Mia first. Hamm. That was my vote. You voted for Mia. Yes, that was me. We love her. Uh, but Serena was second. And she is a Taylor Swift fan. She joined Taylor on stage in her Atlanta concert um, and has frequently spoken about how she jams to Taylor Swift with her daughter. So we love it. Love that. Um, Okay. You sent this one to me. (laughs) Russell Westbrook (laughs) is a Taylor Swift fan. Can you just, okay, talk out. Can you just picture Russell Westbrook like jamming like in a locker room? (laughs) To me, this is going to sound rude, but Russell Westbrook looks kind of like a little like dinosaur or something. Mm, He does. So just like picturing any movement of his is like very animated (laughs) and funny to me. I can just see him being like, "Mm." wait, did you not watch the video I sent you? There is a we video linked. It. I'm going to post it on our stories after this episode <laughs> of him doing just that. Oh, see, I knew. <laughs> I knew Russell. And, you know, his tweets were so cute because he was so jazzed and um, expression. Uh, expressive. Expressive. Yeah. And the tweets yeah. where he was expressing his love for, for Taylor, like lots of exclamation marks. He was hyped. He was hyped. <laughs> and I think it was the Reputation album, which somehow makes it funnier for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have a video of Russell Westbrook dancing to Taylor Swift's music. I will be posting it on our stories awesome. the day this comes out on Friday. 
And uh, yeah, he is, Russell Westbrook is a like a hot topic around here because we do have a lot of jazz fans and he doesn't jive with jazz fans. But um, I also, as you've heard, have seen his rear end. Yes. I forgot about this story. This is another thing that my dad was like, okay, you've told the story now a few times. (laughs) Don't drop it. We're we're done. We're done. Um, And I will. I will (laughs) drop it. Maybe in a year. (laughs) (laughs) But right now I'm holding on to it. Um, Okay. So Rob Gronkowski is also a diehard fan, which fits, right? Yes. That totally tracks for Gronk. I can see it. Not because, I mean, Gronk's a total weirdo, but, (laughs) but he's also like really cheesy. He's like a little teddy bear. Yeah. Not a little. No, he's actually quite he's large. quite big. And yeah, maybe kind of a weird teddy bear, but like it just makes sense. <laughs> His voice. I can't. <laughs> I can't with him. But he's fun to follow and likes T-Swift, so we like him. Yeah, love that. Um, a fun rumor is that Taylor went on one date with an athlete. Mm-hmm. You would think with her previous expansive dating history, she would have dated several athletes, but no, no, just one, one date. And it's Tim Tebow. Yep. And what we know about Tim Tebow is he's a bit of a bust. (laughs) He's a bit of a bust. (laughs) He came to the NFL, uh, was expected to be incredible, and was kind of, some people say he was pushed out because of his, like, firm Christian beliefs. I don't think that's true because there's a lot of Christian NFL players. But he did take it to the extreme. He was kneeling in the end zone, praying and thanking God after he would score. Uh, I just don't think he was that good. Other athletes do that. I don't know. Exactly. I don't think he was pushed out, but that is a belief. Uh, but I do know that he went on a date with Taylor Swift. It clearly was not very successful, though, <laughs> because we did not hear about, like, I don't think any of her songs are about Tim Tebow. Valid. Not that we know of. Not That's that know true. Of. But Taylor is one of those people that does write a song about pretty much anyone she has any romantic fling with. It's true. I've said this before, but anyone I've ever like really even locked eyes with has a Taylor Swift song that applies to them in my life. Um, that includes Ashton. Ashton's song is state of grace, acoustic version. Oh, I love the acoustic version. It's the best. We love the deep cuts. Does, uh, does Christopher have a T Swift song? Yes. He, <laughs> he probably has a couple, I think as, as most relationships do, especially yes. long ones. Um, but <laughs> the, the song that I actually think of the most when I think of Christopher is, um, I wish you would. Mm. Yes. Um, random choice, but, uh, 1989 came out, um, and we had broken up and I was like, I think both of us knew that we were going to like get back together and that was like going to be it. Yeah. And you know, I wish you would is about like stupid mistakes and like, you know, getting back together. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I think of. I love that. I think of Christopher and Taylor Swift. I actually one time ran into, <laughs> I hate this story. <laughs> And into Christopher when you guys were on a break. Oh, no. And I asked him how you were. (laughs) And he was like, oh, yeah, we broke up. (laughs) And it's one of those moments that you just wanted to die. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Christopher. He says he doesn't remember it, but it is staying in my memory. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I hope you get back together. That was probably just so hard for him. He is just blacked out. (laughs) Okay. Um, So those are our... Taylor Swift songs for our men. I actually, it's funny you mentioned 1989. I do remember my first date with Ashton. Oh, it still takes my breath away a little bit. He came and like got out of the car, 
opened my door, closed my door. And as he was going around to his side of his big truck, I shouldn't call it a car. Ashton gets offended when I, I'm like, so is your car available? He's like, you mean my truck? I'm like, oh, is it not the same thing? It's apparently not. Truck drivers will know. Um, so he's going around to the driver's seat of his truck. And I see in the cup holder, the album 1989. Oh. Yes, go Ashton. And the truck turns on, and 1989 starts blaring through the speakers. He's he was a little late. It was a few. It was like five months after it came out, and I was like, "Oh, like you're still doing this? Like you're still listening?" <laughs> no, he's a true fan. He it's is. His dedication. Five months in. Yes, and I, I was like, "Oh, this could be the guy I'm going to marry." Oh, love that. <laughs> and here we are. Um, so we're going to talk about sports news and we're going to use Taylor Swift to talk about sports news. Yes. Might seem like a stretch guys, but actually I assure <laughs> you it's not. Everything implies everything goes back to Taylor. It's true. Everything. You guys, I came up with so many wonky ideas to like <laughs> intro this episode to be like, no, Taylor wrote this song with Rihanna who just performed in the Super Bowl, and therefore it's relevant. It is. No, but Lily's idea is much better. <laughs> It's sports-ish, guys, as you know, uh, because those of you who are listening are not diehards. You're sports-ish, right? And so you're going to appreciate this. We're going to start off with a banger, um, and it's going to introduce what we're talking about. Okay, here we go. Aaron Rodgers, welcome <laughs> to New York. <laughs> So as of today, Aaron Rodgers has reported that he is going, well, he wants yes, he to wants. go to the New York Jets. The deal is not done, but it's looking like he will be coming to the New York Jets from the Green Bay Packers, where he has been his entire career, uh, because he sent a list of like demands to the Jets. If you want me, you have to bring these players on. There are four players on the list. And the Jets have already brought two of those players on. Mm -hmm. So it's looking like the deal will be done. They are <laughs> delivering on his commands. <laughs> Honestly, this man's arrogance is through the roof, but somehow he makes it work. Yes. He is, he is a diva. The most. The drama king of the world. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and here he goes from the Packers to the Jets. Now, the Jets have been notoriously terrible forever. <laughs> Will he change that? I hope so. I live in New York. I would like to be a New York Jets fan. I just can't be right now. I've adopted, as I've talk, talked about, the Buffalo Bills because they are a New York team, and Josh Allen, their quarterback, is really cute. True. And then the whole DeMar Hamlin thing made them very likable. Yes, so true. Buffalo is just like a was in the news a lot this year and it really made you want to root for them. Totally. The also, yeah. we live nowhere near Buffalo. No. I should make that clear. New York is a large state. I it think is. people forget that. They do. <laughs> we live very far from Buffalo, but New York is our shared state, so I, I can claim them. But anyways, the Jets are much closer to me. I'd like to be a Jets fan. Uh, I was going to root for them last year. <laughs> I, I retracted that. <laughs> we don't need to get into it. Oh, gosh. But Aaron Rodgers is coming. He's coming, apparently. Uh, you know, I was um, listening to some podcasts today. And yes. some journalists were joking how funny it would be if 
you know, the Jets grabbed all of these players that Aaron Rodgers has like demanded yeah. meet him in New York. Yeah. And then he just like doesn't come. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> and he would totally do that. Could like, could you not see that happening? I could see it. I could totally see it. He'd go back in darkness. Like, I need more time in my <laughs> darkness <laughs> retreat. Need oh to take gosh. some. Tell me if I'm saying this right. Ayahuasca. <laughs> Ayahuasca. I think you got it. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> Aaron's a big fan. Yes. I mean, speaking of the psychedelics, here's a fun story for Tell you. Tell me. So you were talking about how the Jets are trash. Yeah. Apparently, it is New York folk- folklore that the Jets are cursed because... you want to hear why? Yeah. Because <laughs> Joe Namath, who was a quarterback in the late 60s, okay. sold his soul to the devil. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> In 1969, to win Super Bowl three. What? Okay, no, this is confused. You're like, where did you find this? No, this is a thing that has been reported on this week. Okay, because a caller, some, I think it was, I don't know if it was a woman or man, some, some person called into WFAN, which is an AM radio station in New York. Okay, the CBS sports radio network station in New York, actually. Love. And they let this person have all this airtime, and they just like went off. On this story about Joe Namath <laughs> selling his soul to win Super Bowl three, and that is why the Jets are cursed. The Jets have not won. No, since. and this person continued and said, "You know, we need Aaron Rodgers because he's a witch." <laughs> no, close, <laughs> close, because they said his experience with psychedelics has mm. taught him how to quote combat the devil, and he will be. <laughs> This is amazing. This is the content. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. You guys can Google it. Um, But yeah, Radio Collins. Radio Collins. Thank you for that story. Love that media form. I agree that if anyone can break a curse, it's someone who's on psychedelics and has previously dated a witch, which he did. He did. He absolutely did. She's a self-proclaimed. I don't know if witch is um, a term that we should not use, but I think she's a self-proclaimed like holistic she goes by the name of something blue oh i remember reading about this yes and anyways they've since broken up she's since moved to south america but she has a podcast about kind of like Mm. witchy things and i I identify as a witch sometimes i like that i do in october Occasionally, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was a witch four years ago for Halloween. So exactly, we've all been in our witchy phase. Yeah, she's still in it, and <laughs> apparently, if there's a curse, I feel like she could help. And Aaron has that connection. So go Jets, <laughs> go Jets. Um, I also connected it to the story of us, a great T Swift song, because there's a line in there that says, "This is looking like a contest of who can act like they care less." And while I relate to this on a level of my ex-boyfriend in um, high school pretending like he didn't care that we broke up and I was pretending like (laughs) I didn't care that we broke up while he was playing lacrosse and I was lacrosse manager. (laughs) Got a little personal. Um, I'm I'm thinking, so the Packers kind of made it seem like Aaron was the one who was dying to get away from the team. And then today on Pat McAfee, Aaron said that the Packers have kind of pushed him out. So this is looking like a contest of who can act like they care less. And I don't know. I would like to see in an ideal world, Aaron's a drama king, but I kind of want to see him fly and play 
past like the age of Tom Brady. Ooh. So he can break that record. And so we Ooh. never have to hear about Tom Brady again. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Listen, I don't really like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So I'm, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about rooting for Aaron Rodgers to break a Tom Brady record. Yeah. But, I just hate. But I get that. I hate Tom. Tom, yeah. All right. Our next song leads us into one of the most drama-filled stories of the week. I'm going to start playing it. Does this not give you the chills? I love, I love this song. People hated this song when it came out. I remember listening my phone in my ear, laying on my bed, just waiting for it to like hit me, and then it did, and I was like, this is a banger. But I had to listen to it like five times. Well, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that this song dropped as a music video. Like, I don't think it came out as a single mm, without the you're music right, video. You're right, you're right, you're right. And this music video is iconic, right? This is... It's very creepy. She comes out of the grave. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm the, I stay up until midnight for every Taylor drop. As we do. As we do. And, oh man, it was creepy, but I loved it from like the second it started. People hated that she, um, that she sampled, uh, I'm so, I'm too sexy, right? It was that, it was that weird song. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm too sexy. Yes. She sampled I'm too sexy, which I think is oh, weird. When I think about it, I'm like, that's actually bizarre. And I think people got really caught up in that and like yeah. only hear that. Um, gosh, I didn't even realize that was part of it. Oh gosh. But that music video and the Easter eggs and like the, like the karma Easter eggs in it. She's, she's a mastermind. She is a mastermind. As she would say. Oh, well said. Um, so we are relating this to a woman singing this named Erica Herman. I'm, a, I'm picturing Erica in this music video now. Erica <laughs> is the ex-girlfriend of Tiger Woods. And as we know, there's been some major drama. So Erica is claiming, <laughs> it's all very odd. She's claiming that Tiger Woods sent her on a vacation to trick her to kick her out of his Florida, Jupiter, Florida estate. Yes. Uh, they broke up and he sent her on this vacation. She got to the airport and she was contacted by his lawyers. Like you are not allowed back here. And she's filing. She's basically suing his estate, not suing him personally. Um, because there are, there's a massive NDA involved yes. that she signed when they first started dating back in 2017. She is also claiming rights to break that NDA uh, and she's the, the act, I forget what it speak out act, speak out act that helps people break NDAs. If there is sexual assault or harassment or harassment, yes. and that's, those are really the only grounds that an NDA can be broken with on the speak out act. So is, the question remains, is she accusing Tiger Woods of assault here? Base essentially, essentially, yes. I mean, I was reading a lot of articles about this, and a lot of them clarified, like, she has not taken that step. Right. But she's citing that for breaking it, and, like, I don't really get the difference. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this whole case is, is really interesting. She's filing for injunctive relief, which okay. means that you want someone to stop doing something. Hmm. And she hasn't clarified what that is yet. So that can mean a restraining order. It can mean... It can be interpreted to mean a lot of things. So that will be interesting when we get more details on that. Um, did you hear what Tiger said about her yesterday? No. What did he say? 
He said that she is, and I quote, a jilted ex-girlfriend. I mean... I mean, it's not not true. I mean, I want to believe her, right? I do, too. Like, I definitely want to... Um, when, when, whenever anyone brings up sexual assault, ugh, sexual assault or sexual harassment, that needs to yep. be taken super, super seriously. Always. Um, and, and I mean, Tiger Woods has like a pretty colorful past. That's what I was just about to lead with. Um, <laughs> such a bop, such a bop. <laughs> Here it comes. Really? Sorry, Dad. <laughs> did you come to Soul Cycle on a Taylor Swift Tuesday night? Of course I did. Oh my gosh, you guys! I go to Soul Cycle. Maybe that dates me and is very millennial. Me. I go to Soul Cycle every week, sometimes twice a week. Tuesdays often Taylor Swift Tuesday, and let me tell you, riding a bike to a good Taylor Swift song is very cathartic. There is nothing that makes me go harder than a good Taylor Swift song. Mm, so what you just heard was the song Karma, and. As we have previously stated, Tiger Woods has had many affairs on his first wife, who is stunning. Uh, she seems great. She is a model. Aline is her name, I believe. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to like know. just... Ellen or Aline. Yeah. I'm American, so I'm going to say Ellen, but I bet that's not how you say it. She's a Swedish woman. Anyways, we love her. We like her. Aline Nordegren. She's... Drop dead. Gorgeous. Anyways, he had multiple, <laughs> more than multiple. Multiple story worth yeah. I think we could say multiple on multiple on multiple 100, and I believe the number is 31 known. So that's, this is known, so it could be <laughs> many more affairs on her. They had two children together, yes. and uh, it did not end well for Tiger. So circling back, Tiger, he was canceled for a for a time, uh, he went to rehab for a sex addiction, yes, is what that. he called it. And he then made this quote-unquote triumphant return to golf, came back, the people embraced him as the goat forever, then he got in that terrible car crash in 2020. 2021. 2021. Mm. And then he came back again, and it was another triumphant return. And it feels like... People have forgotten about the 2009 episode yeah. with the multiple and multiple, multiple affairs, and they consider him the goat. So it feels like when this now woman has spoken out against him, I don't know, karma, karma a little bit. Mm. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if it has merit. I would like to believe her. And I'm going to be honest, Tiger doesn't strike me as a stand-up guy, which I've said multiple times. So that's where I, I land on that. Yeah. I'm going to side with you on that. We were, you know, when I said he had a colorful history, I meant it. And that I think there's some bright spots for him. Right. You know, and then there's some very dark ones. Um, I really dug into his relationship with his ex-wife, who seems just like a really sweet woman. She, you know, she sought a degree after... Um, she left Tiger and very much moved on with her life. She's had a third child and, you know, has continued dating. Um, 
And he, I guess, has repeatedly said that he would like want to get back with her. Yeah. And some people even reported that he has a ring for her and tried to propose to her either in Christmas of 2021 or 2022. Okay. Which like doesn't really track with his dating of this other girl, but like, right. you know, he, he's not known to be terribly loyal. Um, but Lily and I were talking earlier about cancel culture. Yeah. And I think Tiger is like a really interesting case study. Right. You know, uh, I think there are some really healthy conversations happening right now in, in terms of cancel culture and how hurtful it can be um, when you completely write somebody off for something that they did. Yeah. And I think it's always good to give people second chances, but also like at what point do you not? <laughs> Right. We're talking about what did you say? 131 women and like years and years of issues. And, you know, he's gone to therapy and is treating it like an addiction, which like shout out to that. But I don't know. It's like it's a it's a gray area. Right. Speaking of cancel culture, I think that ties into Taylor as well, because there was a time that she was kind of ostracized for a few different roles. I mean, people said that she dated around too much and that she got too skinny. I mean, she had a very, she has portrayed it in her music as an isolating time Yes, where no one really wanted anything to do with her. I was still listening to her music, but people tried to cancel Taylor Swift. A hundred percent. I would say that she was canceled for a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't, did you ever watch Miss Americana? I did. On, yeah. Netflix. I mean, she talks a lot about politics there, which was kind of an yep. interesting bit of it that I, I didn't think of. And I, I actually really like politics. Um, and then, you know, there was the Kanye part. I think that that's impossible not to talk about. Right. And, you know, then Kim posted the video of Kanye yep. calling her to receive quote unquote permission to talk about her and his music. But then she clarified he n- never told her what he was going to say. And it all was a big mess. But it feels like, so she has the song, Call It What You Want It, which is um, about finding love in that very isolating time. And we're actually, that's going to lead us into our next track. But I love how she, it's like she embraced that she was canceled and she took to herself and she worked on her music. And then she came out just what feels like so much stronger and more confident and she healed eating issues that she's been open about now and anyways so call it what you want it's one of my favorite taylor swift songs and it's on reputation this is a good song i forget about this one it's kind of about you know redemption it's about like reclaiming your own story. You know what I mean? I think that that's like a really great thing that artists do is that they make this product and then they put it out into the world for other people to interpret. Yep. And that's really scary, right? Like, especially with someone like Taylor, you're sharing these really personal experiences. Yep. And I think that, um, post reputation, she's finally been able to detach herself from that like input and negative feedback she gets from outsiders who misinterpret and reinterpret these stories that she shares with us, you know? So call it what you want. Like, it doesn't matter to me. This is my story. Absolutely. And so the story I have in relation to that song is Michaela Schifrin, who just uh, made the world record for the most 
World Cup, I guess is Most what you World call it. World Cup wins. By a skier. Yes. And the reason I chose that song is because we covered the Winter Olympics very heavily on Sportsish, obviously. And she had a really, really rough yeah. 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing where she kept like faulting and falling and she left. She would, she came in as a clear favorite yes. to win gold. She left Beijing with no medal, no silver, no bronze. Well, I don't, I think she didn't even get a time in, in her events. I think she maybe got a time in one event. Right. And remember she dropped out of her fourth event to focus yep. on, um, the events that she was better at. It was very, a uh, dark Olympics for Michaela Schifrin. Right. Darkness no more though. Darkness no more. Yeah. You know, Michaela, this story is so cool because I think oftentimes when we think of athletes, we think of how great they are and their achievements and accomplishments. Yep. But Michaela Schifrin very publicly failed at the Olympics last year. Mm. I think that was really difficult. And I actually think this is a great example of the media handling um, something like that very well. They gave her a lot of grace and let her kind of talk through it. Right. Um, and showed that it's not always like rainbows and butterflies in an athlete's career. You know what I mean? It's yeah. impossible to win every time. And people would say that Michaela Schifrin is now the greatest skier of all time, right? She right. Said she broke this record um, and she broke it in three years uh, less time than the, the man who said it in 1989, 1989, uh, 1989. Taylor Swift. Um, and she has been perfect. But she's yeah. an incredible skier. Um, she has passed Lindsey Vaughn, obviously, who was also up there in the 80-plus World Cup win range. Also dated Tiger Woods. Fun fact. Yes, also dated Tiger Woods. I forget about that. I actually thought they were a good couple. Yeah. Um, but she's also so humble. Um, she said she said something I'd love to read. She said, I can't put a name with the numbers. I don't know how to define that. And she was speaking to, like... How, how she would feel, you know, when she broke this record. Mm -hmm. She said, when you have these special moments, like being on the podium with Paula, Mol Paula Moulton, who's her teammate, seeing my brother and Christy and my mom in the finish today, that's what makes it memorable. I'm mm -hmm. so proud. I'm so proud of the skiing I did and so proud of the team. Every step of the way, being strong and focused and positive and having the right goals and helping me manage my own focus and distractions. It's been incredible to be a part of that. I'm just really thankful. And I thought that was really sweet. That is sweet. She's very, very likable. And I felt so so strongly for her during the Olympics. And one person who actually spoke out about it was Simone Biles. Yes. You know, who in 2020 had her own kind of, you can look at it as a failure, but Olympics that were dark Yeah, and had to drop out similar to Michaela Schifrin and left. She did leave with a, a medal, but not the golds that everyone was expecting. Uh, so she spoke out with a lot of empathy for Michaela Schifrin. And I loved to see those two connect and to see, you know, triumph for Michaela. And I think Simone's going to come back. I think she'll be at the next Summer Olympics, and I'm sure she'll do great. But it's great to see, to your point, the media cover these women athletes with so much more grace. Mm -hmm. I don't think Simone was given the same grace initially. Yeah. And so it was cool to see her kind of change the narrative for other female athletes who are struggling mentally. Mm -hmm. And speak out in support of Michaela. I love them and respect them and admire them both. Yes. I think I think those athletes are incredibly brave. And I think it's worth mentioning um, someone like Naomi Osaka, right? Who right. has definitely followed a different path in terms of um, determining when she's fit enough to compete. You know, not right. only physically, but mentally. And I think that because Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles are in 
um, summer sports that have a little bit bigger spotlight on them. Yep. They also had much bigger um, blowback from the media and from the general public. Totally. Um, unfortunately, people forget about skiers. I think skiing is such a cool sport. I so love, cool. love watching it. Um, but yeah, Michaela, props to her and props to the media for handling that better. And I hope that they carry that into these athletes that are sometimes on a bigger stage, both men and women, because yes, mental health doesn't discriminate by gender. No. And I love how open people have been about it recently. All right, we're moving on to another one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. Ashton, we can say this one was for you too. You know, that's, um, Ryan Reynolds of like Lively's daughter. Yes. As I, love I that. you know, all right. Gorgeous. Who are we talking about <laughs> other than our boy, Jimmy Garoppolo? This one, we don't have to dive very deep. It's pretty simple. Jimmy Garoppolo has signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. He is headed to the Raiders from the San Francisco 49ers, where he was the second string quarterback who then became the starter, who then got hurt. And then we know Brock Purdy came in and did very well. So Jimmy, Jimmy to the Raiders, do you have any thoughts? No, he has a great smile. He's gorgeous. Jimmy's got a great smile. And I always think of that absolutely insane Patriot story that you shared. I know. I don't think you've talked about that on the pod yet, but oh my gosh. It's wild and it's true. I'm convinced. Uh, The story that Allie's referencing, we actually, I think we touched on it last episode and I told everyone to go watch the reel. Maybe I'll share it again. So Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, had a girlfriend who had a baby and before she had the baby, Jimmy Garoppolo, who was the backup quarterback to Tom Brady at the Patriots, was swiftly traded. And the rumors were that he and Tom didn't get along, and Tom felt really threatened by him. But what we now know, and of course this has not been confirmed by uh, Robert or Jimmy, but what we have heard reports of is that Jimmy actually was the father of the child that Robert Kraft's much younger girlfriend gave birth to. And so I, I think it's true. I've seen pictures of the child. She looks just like Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you, have to, you have to watch the reel. The way Lily set it up is like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> it's crazy. And it's true. I'm quite convinced. Okay. Uh, next, we're going to take it to a little folklore. Ooh. This is such a good song. It's a sad song. It's a sad song. It's a sad story. Folklore was like such a turn for Taylor, but it also felt so natural. Like, oh, she's gone so many different places with her music, but you never were like, that was, well, I knew your trouble was a little weird, but other than that, <laughs> I was always I was, I was like, this makes sense for you. Like you're so talented. Totally. Well, and I think people did push back when she tried to make the pivot to pop. Yes, that's true. But like, I liked it. She did it so beautifully. Like, oh country to pop one red was like already there she just is her own genre (laughs) she's taylor uh so that song is called exile and we're talking about john morant it's a sad situation uh we've we spoke about what initially happened last week he's gotten in trouble for you know revealing a gun on instagram live for beating up a minor um, for having his hand in a lot of different sketchy things, strip clubs and 
stuff like that. Um, so he did something bad. That's that's our other one for John Morant. We don't want to take this too lightly, but we really don't. Um, he did some bad stuff. He's done some bad things. He is now in counseling. Um, he's not currently playing. He is in counseling for, I mean, he didn't specify for what. So whether it's like violence or anger management, he's getting help is what we know. John Morant and the NBA player, obviously he's a previous all-star and Jalen Rose is a former NBA player who also grew up. He's his words, you know, surrounded by gangs and very rough neighborhoods he says that he really relates to John Morant. He came out this past week and said, I get it. I get what it's like to grow up like this. And all of a sudden you have all of this money, right? You go from being a kid in a rough neighborhood to being the one in your family with all this money and you're expected to take care of everybody. And it's a lot. It's a really hard change. And Jalen kind of, you know, really put it on jaw. You need to be better. You need to be better. I know what it's like and it's hard, but you can't do this kind of stuff. And then yesterday, Jalen Rose came out with an interview with John Morant. So it was kind of like a seamless transition that way. And, um, he, he said, he like, did you tell us about the gun? Tell us about the experience. Jaw had a very scripted statement back. He said, the gun was not mine. I don't condone violence. That's not who I am. Kind of denied, but also took accountability that he there was a gun and that he was involved in these statements, that, but said, it's not who I am, and I'm seeking help. That's kind of the latest in the situation. He's not currently playing in the NBA, but I do believe he'll be back. It looks like there will be no legal trouble and... So he's been suspended for eight official games. He's just in. We just read this up. Just in. Uh, eight official games, but who knows if it will be longer. Yeah. It's a sad situation. He did something bad. We're not making light, but we are using Taylor. We are using Taylor. I love that song. We're going to... love that song. I'm going to study the lyrics. If they don't play that song at her tour, I will be mad. <laughs> they better. But, you know, I... I'm worried because she has come out with four new albums yeah. of brand new music. Okay, this does not include her re-records since her last tour. I, I just know. don't know how it's physically possible to get through all the music I desperately need her to you play. You can't. And I was even thinking about all too well 10-minute version. She has to play the 10-minute version. No, of course. I have a lot of heated debates about this. Oh, it's a must. Yeah. It's So we asked our followers to give us their favorite Taylor Swift songs and like, by a landslide, 10-minute version awesome. wins the number one. Yeah. It is a must, but that takes up 10 minutes yeah. of concert. Yeah. So I don't know what she's going to do. I'll let you know what happens I on know. Friday night. Well, Lily, was like, Lily was like, "Do you like? can I tell you what the set list is? Because I was telling her, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I just want to know what the set list is. She's like, well, can I tell you? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Google it. I would rather hear it from you. You better tell me. Well, I heard that people were like deleting their social media because they don't want to know what's coming. And I'm like, okay. I mean, there is an Respect element them. of okay. fun to be that. surprised, but I'm going to tell you everything. Okay. I, <laughs> I thought you can cut this if this is irrelevant, but <laughs> I thought that when she first released like her 
to her like tour dates. Yeah. She had different little icons next to each date yes. that represented um who was going to open for her. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is freaking crazy and it's gonna have like six different versions of her Oh my gosh. And gonna do like different, you know, whatever, different versions. Yeah. And that will entice people to buy more tickets because then they'll want to see like the red version of the tour and then like the midnight version of the tour. And Taylor, if you hear this, this is a great marketing tool for you. Do it. Do it. Um, because I was like, frick, I gotta buy every single one now. But alas, it was, (laughs) it was just her openers and they're all great. Who's your opener? Oh, I think I have Gracie Abrams. Okay. And I can't remember the other one. That one was someone that I didn't know. And I was kind of disappointed because I really love Muna. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I, I don't know. No. Oh, they have some real bops. Okay. If you heard some of their songs, you would know. I'm dying because we have Paramore. Oh, oh my gosh. I love Jealous. Paramore. I love her. She really takes me back to like my 10th grade angst. Yes. The only exception. <sighs> so yeah, good. Beautiful song. Oh. Um, Okay. Moving on to one of my favorite new songs. Draw the cat oh, eyes yes. sharp enough to kill a man. I just, oh, gives me the chills. Things, but I'm the worst of oh, this is a good one. Sometimes I wonder which one will be your last I, I just want the one line. Say looks can kill and I might try. Wait, which one? This one, I don't dress for women. I don't dress for men. All right. Who is this about? The one and only Giselle Boonchin. I've spoken about my hatred to Tom, of Tom Brady many times. <laughs> I don't have to get into it. But Giselle is in a new campaign. She is in her 40s, and she is dancing on a pole. <laughs> On a pole, but she is dancing in this like very tiny outfit in a bodysuit and boots, and she looks good. She is dressing for revenge. Tom Brady, eat that. (laughs) So I feel. She has also been spotted now for the third time in Costa Rica, where her and Tom shared a home with her (laughs) jujitsu instructor. That's an athlete right there. Yes. (laughs) Jujitsu is the real freaking deal, you guys. I don't know anything about self defense, but that sounds intense. His name is Joaquim Valente, I think is his name. Joaquim. And they met when they, uh, she took her son, Benjamin, to his Miami-based martial arts academy. That's romance. That's a story right there. Forget the NFL uh, quarterback. No. Let's go for this jujitsu instructor. I mean, he could, maybe he could beat Tom up. I don't know. He probably could. Have you seen Tom? He's so skinny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He needs to put on some weight. I'm sorry. I like, I think you know this. I like didn't like Tom because my family didn't like Tom. Yes. And then I kind of came around and I was like, oh, he's the goat, like respect. And then he unretired. I'm like, I can't deal with you anymore. I, I like fall into the exact same camp. I like, I never liked Tom Brady. I thought he was arrogant. And yeah. then I met, I like moved out East and I met people who were like New England fans and I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, he's actually really talented. Like now I have all these friends that love him. I need to back off. Yeah. Then. Then this happened and I was like, yeah, okay. I was ready. You suck. Goodbye. 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 All right. Moving on swiftly. Kind of a different vibe. Oh, this is a sad, this is kind of a sad story. This is a great song. Such a good song. I definitely <laughs> applied the song in my life. Writing missionaries. Oh, absolutely. That LDS life. 
I did write a missionary. Oh, I wrote. I had a lot of fun writing. He, uh, he jeer drained me. Aww. So sad. I'm good. Look at look at who I have we next to me. Okay. Ashton, we all we're okay. all okay. Um, okay, Come Back, Be Here is what that song is called. Okay, so this story, Come Back, Be Here, this song, has to do with WNBA player Kelsey Plum. Now, Kelsey Plum, she plays for the Las Vegas Aces. She is the WNBA GOAT. She is the best player in the league right now. So fun to watch. And she recently got married to an NFL player named Darren Waller. Waller plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. So they are kind of Las Vegas's it couple. They both play for professional sports teams. They're a very beautiful couple. Just got married. They wanted to keep their wedding kind of under wraps, right? So not a lot of people know about it. Close friends and family. Media stays out. Uh, but the Raiders head coach, Josh McDaniels is his name. He shared the news of their wedding to the media during the NFL Combine and leaked all of it. And the media kind of took note. And so Darren and Kelsey had to share. They didn't have to share, but they they kind of like just started sharing wedding photos. And uh, this secret ceremony became not so secret. People are saying that he leaked in response to him not being invited to the wedding. Kind of spiteful. Some tea for you. The tea gets hotter. So today, yesterday, Darren Waller was traded to the New York Giants from the Las Vegas Raiders. And people are saying Josh McDaniels did that to spite Darren Waller because now he will be in a long-distance relationship from his wife who plays in Vegas. Ouch. Ouch. I was reading, just to you know, give another side of the story. Yes. That Darren Waller actually asked to be traded because he was so angry mm. with the coach. For leaking the news. For leaking the news. Okay, interesting. Because Kelsey Plum had tweeted, someone said, like, how mean of McDaniels to trade right after he marries another Vegas athlete. And Kelsey Plum replied to that tweet and said, it's probably because he was invited to the wedding. Lol. <laughs> LOL. It, it seems, seems like there's that. some bad blood. Bad oh, in this relationship. Allie crushed that one. Amazing. Okay, so that's a crazy situation. Uh, Josh McDaniels is coming out looking like a jerk, going to be honest. Uh, he's killing the love for the love of the game. Kelsey and Darren. <laughs> that's not a Taylor Swift song. That's a movie. That's a 90s movie uh, about basketball. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. Oh, you got to You got to watch it. I'm not, I'm I'm going to share something with you right now. Tell me. Space Jam kind of freaked me out as a little kid. Really? And so I just associate that vibe with mm. any basketball, basketball movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch basketball movies. Okay, so like Hoosiers, Glory Road. What? I I think I watched the DCOM that was like the twins that play basketball. A double team? Yeah, I think so. The Disney Channel yeah, original movie, right? Yeah. Is that what DCOM stands for? Yes. How do I not know that? <laughs> My Disney adult self. Okay. Yeah. Double teamed is incredible. We actually just did a post about it a few weeks ago. Cause there's two, there's twins, two girls in college that are thriving and have crazy yes, the deals. Yes. NIL deals. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, we'll see where that goes. So we're going to end with the top two songs chosen by our followers, number one, 
as I said, ran away with it. Most boats all too well. And I told Allie this and she prepped how to make all too well sporty. She's going to take us back. What year are we going back to? Listen, y'all, we're heading back to the year 2000, the millennium, the millennium, the millennium. You know who was a really hot couple in 2000? Tell me. Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Now, I'm sure, I don't know how old most of our listeners are. Maybe this dates me a little bit. But when I think of the NBA, I think of Kobe and Shaq. I'm not going to lie. Totally. Um, they were the ultimate pair in professional sports when I think of my childhood. And, you know, when I think of All Too Well, I think of absolutely epic breakups and... I remember when Shaq left the Lakers and that couple, whatever, that pair was broken up. That was like massive news. Also, yeah. Kobe, remember Kobe like changed his number in the middle of his career? Yes. Remember after like all the allegations and stuff? That was a big deal. Yeah. That was like, yeah, I remember that. That was a big shift in my my childhood. <laughs> and I was not a Lakers fan, but that's like how prevalent it was in the news. Anyways, so I was kind of revisiting this Kobe and Shaq relationship and it was fascinating you guys they were not actually that close which is so interesting so interesting and they absolutely crushed it right so these guys won consecutive nba championships in 2000 2001 and 2002 and then made a final and uh nba championship appearance in 2004 wow okay and they lost in the championship drama loss of drama phil jackson was the coach and favored Shaq over kobe which i did not know hmm. and this was kind of a prevalent thing in the locker room there was a lot of banter back and forth, okay? And um, it finally kind of came to a head after they lost in 2004. Um, and Shaq went to the Heat, as you might remember. Yes. Um, also was in a decom. Shaq was? He was. He was an elven, elf in a Christmas movie. Wait, he was what? one of Santa's elves. Yes. I'm sorry. That was so <laughs> off track. Oh, my gosh. But yes, Shaq was in a decom. I'm going to look it up. But uh, okay, we're, we're back to their relationship. <laughs> Shaq and Kobe, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of little interesting tidbits going on here. You know, Shaq would um, shaft Kobe when he was celebrating after dunks. Yikes. Um, Kobe was not invited to Shaq's wedding, or maybe he didn't show up. Let's see. Bryant was also upset that O'Neal did not personally contact him amidst his legal troubles in the summer. Um, <sighs> let's see. You're supposed to be my friend, Kobe said to him. And Shaq uh, and Shaw, who was like a mediator, this is like a friend of theirs in, yep. the, in the fights, if you will, um, questioned why Bryant would believe that they were friends when Bryant did not join the team for dinners on the road, failed to attend O'Neal's wedding, Whoa. even though he was invited, and did not invite a single teammate to his own wedding. Rude. <gasps> um, so yeah. That's where it cuts. The, these wedding snubs. These wedding snubs. It's, oh my gosh, this is a theme in the NBA. Yes. But listen, did you know that Shaq was traded to the Heat for none other than Lamar Odom? <laughs> and I feel no. like this really ushered in this great era that we're in this is in 2004 this is a long time ago as in they were like comparable players like track well lamar odom and two other people okay i was gonna say <laughs> I, should, I should clarify that's not fair Lamar <laughs> Odom and two other people but i feel like this kind of ushered in the era that we're now in which is the kardashian era of the nba absolutely and of the lakers like i can't help but think of the lakers and think of celebrity drama 
Yep. But uh, to kind of close the loop on this and, and why this is such a heartbreaking, devastating breakup. All too well. All, we knew this all too well. Um, NBA coach and former player Doc Rivers called the relationship between O'Neal and Bryant the biggest travesty in sports. Mm. He said they should have remained teammates and could have won at least five NBA championships together. That breaks my heart a little bit. That's a lot of must, lost money yep. for the Lakers, yeah. to be honest. Um, and yeah, it's too bad that they couldn't pull it together. Um, okay. Moving on to our last story. We're going to go back to a Taylor classic. I didn't even play all too well. I got to just do the intro. Should we play all 10 minutes of it? Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, you guys. We need to wrap this up. Oh, you hear that? And you your heart just like, like drops. 10 minute version. Oh it's gosh. like, because the 10 minute intro is just like it's slightly yeah, off. Yeah. It's like, oh, here I go. Here I go. They play this. You can cut this again. It's not real bad. They play this in Soul Cycle sometimes. The whole freaking 10 minute thing. Do you cry? Oh, I don't cry, but it is like a spiritual experience. I'd cry. When you're just like, totally, zone. oh my gosh. That is the breakup songs of all, the breakup song of all breakup songs. Oh yeah. It gives me chills. All right. We're going to end it with a classic. Here it is. Taylor's version, everyone. <laughs> Yes. Actually, like, this is a classic, but it's not anywhere near my favorite song. No. I actually, I remember in high school, in high school, I didn't love Taylor. I'm not going to lie. And okay. people, I think part of it was people would replay the song over and over again. And that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Lily? The loser. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> I actually think we would have been really good friends in high school. But Absolutely. anyways, um... And I thought they were kind of weird. I, I don't know. The obsession with the song was kind of weird. Now I totally get it. Yeah. And I think this is a very special song to Taylor. She has said that she will play the song at every tour that she ever goes on. I love it. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you you can expect that on the much anticipated set list. Cute. Eras tour. Love story. It's a great one. And also, like, the outfits are always great. Yeah. Like, she always can be, like, a princess. Yeah. I don't know. I love the song. Um, it's just not my fave, no. but we're talking about March Madness, everyone. And March Madness is fun because of the potential of Cinderella stories. There's romance, not like literal romance, but it's, <laughs> it's romanticized in sports. Uh, it's talked about all year. You kind of fall in love a little bit with some of these teams. That's, that's kind of why we tied it to love story. Tell me, tell me your thoughts here. Yeah, you know, I really resonated with the conversation that you and Ashton had last week <laughs> when you're like, tell me why March Madness is so great. And Ashton's like, well, there's just like nonstop basketball and like you can go into a bar. Game song, game song, game song, game song. And I'm like, yep, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, no thanks. I, yeah, I'll hard pass. Um, but I, I think brackets can be fun. Um, oftentimes I have no idea what I'm looking at, but. One fun little tradition that I've gone into is I my cat bracket. Um, so another reason I love Taylor is I'm a cat person. Not in like a freaky way, and I don't have any cats right now, actually, but I just think that they're great little funny creatures. You need a cat. I, do, I wish I could have a cat. Christopher's allergic. Christopher! I know. We should kick him out. Crushing dreams. Crushing dreams. Day after day. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but what I do is I pick every team that has a cat, like regardless of... I love it. I love it so much. Ranking. And if it's a cat against a cat, then I do pick the higher seed. 
And, you know, there actually are some cat represented teams in the NCAA that do pretty well each year. Like the, uh, the Wildcats of Kentucky, I believe. Wow. I didn't know they were the Wildcats. Right. Who are, who am I thinking of? Let me get this. Right. I just, when I hear Wildcats, it's like Wildcats in the house. <laughs> Everybody's singing that. Okay, Arizona, who was a one seed this year, I believe. They are the Wildcats. Wildcats. Kentucky, one seed. Wildcats. So you actually have... You have a good shot A pretty freaking good chance. Kansas State, also an excellent team. Villanova. Has the cat bracket been submitted to the sports Princeton Tigers, no. I need to do a second... Um, here's a sports moment for you. I need to do a second bracket with you that's cats. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out on like the ESPN site or whatever how to make a second bracket. I got you. Well, well... Yeah. help you out here um because yeah. i would love to see the cat bracket win our giveaway but that would be epic i appreciate that but anyways you know take that as you will listeners maybe you're a dog person maybe you're a bird person i don't think i've ever met a bird person i'm not but to each their own <laughs> to each their own <laughs> i hate pigeons yeah. i new york city thing <laughs> oh gosh yeah i don't know how do you feel about march madness what's your what's your vibe this year what's your take i kind of explained to ashton last week I'm always like, ugh, boring. Like, I don't like March Madness. It's boring. Then I get sucked in. Yeah. And the peacocks really did it for me last year. That was Speaking a fun story. of bird people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stories for me. It's why I compare sports to Marvel. I yes. all of a sudden get sucked in by these human interest stories, these this character development of sorts, these hot guys, although I don't find any of the March Madness guys hot because of that feels I am 30. They are not. <laughs> they are much younger than that. There's very few that I'm like, oh, oh, dang. Um, but it's the Cinderella stories. It's the human interest stories. It sucks me in. We have a story going up on Sportsish right about now, actually about a player from Texas A&M. His name is Isaac Mushila, and he is from the Congo. He has not seen, his family still lives in the Congo. He has not seen his mom in eight years, but she still watches every single game. Okay, so Alabama, who is riddled with controversy and drama right now, surrounding a murder. Uh, We could play like Nobody No Crime here by Taylor. Uh, but basically Brandon Miller is their star player. This guy was the SEC player and freshman of the year picked by the league coaches. He is slated to be, he could be like top three draft picks Mm -hmm. in the NBA draft in June. He's really good, really talented, but he has been involved in this murder case where he supplied the gun. So he brought the gun to a former Alabama player who ultimately shot a girl and killed her. So he has not been charged with any crime. He is not a suspect. He is known as being cooperative in the case. But it doesn't hide the fact that he was kind of involved. And apparently he's been facing like boos and jeers when he plays and it will be interesting to see how Alabama fares in March Madness. They are a number one seed, so they could go very far. And particularly, Brandon Miller could do a lot for them in March Madness. But I don't know. There's like an underlying elephant in the room here to yeah, me. For sure. You know, I have Alabama going really far in both my brackets that I have right now. Yeah. And to be frank, I had forgotten about the situation. And I think that these distractions definitely play into 
your mentality. Yeah. You know, on the, on the, on one of the biggest stages in sports. Um, so it's, you know, it's a sad situation. Um, it's hard to write off what he did because he's not involved in the, in the investigation in an official way. Right. I mean, right. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. It's one of those, like back to the John Moran, like we just want justice for people involved and, and hope that those who did wrong can like grow from it. Grow from it. I mean, the people that like committed the murder, like absolutely send them to jail, straight to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about go. (laughs) And what is the monopoly phrase? Do not pass go, go directly to jail. (laughs) Directly collect $200. (laughs) Absolutely. No money for you. You are in jail. Brandon Miller, we don't know specifics other than that he was texted to bring the gun to the scene, and he did so in his getaway car. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> and um, then someone was killed. Yep. It's all very sad. Listen, not to get political, but I think this is where like common sense gun laws come into play. Right. Um, yeah. I, I like it. We're getting political, and I agree. Um. Allie, hmm. thank you for coming. Oh, you're thank so you for joining us. Thank you for being my Swifty bestie. Thank you for your knowledge on Taylor. Thank you. You have a lot of Taylor knowledge, and you have a lot of sports knowledge, and it was perfect to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think this has been so fun, and I think one thing that I love about Taylor and about sports mm. is that you get an opportunity to see people that have worked really hard um, live through really raw emotions. And I love that. And I think that that's why we idolize a lot of these people Yeah, and see them as, um, role models Yeah, is, you know, even your closest friends and family, sometimes you don't see them go through heartbreak and anger and massive success. Right. But you do see these people go through it. And, you know, with Taylor, she communicates those feelings and lives them out in her songs. And with these athletes, maybe they're living them out in real time in press conferences or, yeah, I don't know any, any sort of other conversation. that's not quite as artistic. I don't know. Maybe you could say it was, but that, that's kind of how it's amazing. I see Taylor and I see sports and I, I love them both. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been fun. It's been so fun. Allie, one thing that I wanted to bring up earlier is that I just feel like sportsish would not be here without good friend support oh. and people telling me I can. And so you guys, Allie is one of very few people who told me I could and who saw it from the beginning. And I'm just so glad she, that she's in my life and that she's my friend. And I just love the heck out of you. Woohoo! Love so, you. Love thanks Sportish. for coming. Thanks for a great idea. Everybody keep following Sportish. It's gonna be the coolest thing ever. You're the best. <laughs> All right. What? How do we end? Is there a Taylor Swift song that we that we end with? I what, feel like what will play us out. Mm-hmm. Let me go to my Taylor. It's got to be a reputation song. I still think ready for it is a great sports like walkout song. What would be, okay, here's a good closing question. Yes. And maybe you can incorporate this elsewhere if it's not a good closing question. I love it. What would be like your walkout song if it had to be a Taylor song? Oh man. I am looking at my playlist right now. Like I can't do, okay. Yes, I have it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to play it. Oh, it's my walkout. This is a good one. I like it. And I'll tell you why. 
this is about basically how Taylor Swift sees herself as a mastermind who developed a plan to get her now boyfriend, husband, fiance, we don't know, Joe Allen. <laughs> what? <laughs> and how she basically created the whole plan to have them date. She knew she wanted to date him. And so she created this elaborate plan. Well, I did the same for Ashton. Um, but more than that, like I just am a chronic overthinker and I like that Taylor views our overthinking, over plotting, over analyzing brains as mastermind brains. So that's my walkout song. I ha I will say I have been told, no, I haven't been told. I took a personality test. <laughs> You know the Myers-Briggs? Yes. Have you ever taken it? Yes, but I don't remember my freaking letters or whatever it is. I'm an ESFJ. Okay. And Taylor Swift is an ESFJ. Ooh, let's go. I love that. So take that for how you want it. Like Maybe that. that means I'm crazy. Maybe it means... Or you're um, a Scorpio. Didn't we talk about this? I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio thing. Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio moon, you guys. So I'm a Scorpio on the inside. Um... But I, I love Taylor and that would be my walkout song. What would your walkout song be? Um, my walkout song would be ready for it. Amazing. I just, I don't have a deep, you know, explanation like you do. I really like what you said. <laughs> I just like songs that's songs that make you kind of like want to beat somebody up and that kind yes. of song. Yeah. It just gets me freaking pumped up. Same. Yeah. Let's go beat someone up, Allie. <laughs> Let's go beat up your super. Just kidding. I was violent. We're not going to do that. You guys, we can go beat up Tiger Woods. Yeah, maybe. We're coming Guys, for you. We do not condone violence. We don't. We don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> thanks for joining us. See you guys. <laughs>